What God showed me was that I would have a greater impact and be able to reach more people if I mm. showed up for Jesus and shine bright for Jesus and allowed myself to um, have opportunities where I could share my faith in the marketplace. Hey, KNC family, Tiara Searcy with Kingdom and Culture. I am so excited because we have one of my favorite season one guests. And this week, Mrs. Lori George Billingsley is with us. Hey, Lori. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited that you're back to share your short story of authenticity. I'm excited too. It's going to be fun. It is. It is. It's always fun with you. I love it. So um, without further ado, I will pass it on to you. Well, hey, Kingdom and Culture family. It's so nice to be back with you just for a couple of minutes to share my short story. Um, and I'm so excited that Tiara is just following this vision that God's given her. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to see all that he is going to do in and through her. So my short story is sort of a uh, an inflection point for me was when I was in the public relations profession and I was also called into ministry and so I you know did my initial sermon um, got licensed and really felt like okay now what do I do mm. am I supposed to like continue working full-time you know, sure. in public relations, or am I supposed to be like behind the pulpit? Mm -hmm. And I was really torn on what I should do. And one of the things that God really ministered to me was that my calling was outside the four walls of the church mm. and that I was a marketplace minister. And if you think about Jesus, I'm we're going to all stand up while I'm talking because I see the sun coming. Yeah. Um, when you look at Jesus's ministry, the majority of his ministry was in the marketplace. Yes. And if you think about it, you probably will have a greater impact in your workplace around people who every day are looking for Jesus than you would if you were behind a pulpit. Now, I'm not saying that people behind pulpits don't have massive, massive influence and impact on people. Mm -hmm. I'm saying for me, what God showed me was that I would have a greater impact and be able to reach more people if mm -hmm. I showed up for Jesus and shine bright for Jesus and allowed myself to um, have opportunities where I could share my faith in the marketplace. I would have a greater impact than I would behind the pulpit. Mm -hmm. And so I went ahead and ventured out in that space and it, it helped me think differently about my work. I realized that, you know, my mission field was where I was working. Mm -hmm. And so I had to, just like a missionary, I had to look for opportunities where I could share wow. my faith. And so that was sort of um, a pivotal moment for me and I, I've shared with Tiara before that there was a point in time where I kind of forgot that. And God just reminded me 
um, when I worked for one of the world's largest beverage companies, um, that it's not about soda, it's about souls. Mm. And so it re-anchored me and like, no, I have to be 100% a businesswoman and I have to advance, so good. you know, the business of where I'm working, but I also don't need to forget that the the larger priority for me is that it is about souls and it's an opportunity for me to bring others into the kingdom. Mm-hmm. That's my story. Now, I know you got follow-up questions, so I'm just going to pause. No, I think, you know, that is so powerful. It's literally the heartbeat, right, behind kingdom and culture and what it is to be a market place minister. And so, you know, I know that we've talked about in the past, and even as you stated, when we look at the example of Jesus, he really did find himself in the marketplace. He came out, he he actually said, I came for the sinner, not for the the person that's saved already. And um, so how practically, you know, along the roads of your career, how did you find those opportunities to share? Yeah. So, you know, I think part of it is the discipline of like having your quiet time, right? So Mm. the basics so Mm -hmm. that you can discern when there is an opportunity praying as you're going throughout your day, just silent prayers, asking God to, you know, give you an opportunity Mm -hmm. to share your faith. And a lot of times it would come up in just regular conversations, you know, someone just talking about their weekend or something that's going on. And you can see that there's some sort of point of crisis. So it could be with a project that they're working on. It could be with a family member. It could be with Mm -hmm. them. It could be with a friend. It could be with a boss. And it just would always open an opportunity for me to be able to talk, you know, say, hey, do you want to talk about that? And let the person talk about it. And just asking God for wisdom to share with them Mm -hmm. on either a similar situation where maybe I kind of had the same kind of situation and what I was able to do or open up the opportunity to say, you know, can I pray with you about that? And I always felt like if you were in my office, like (laughs) you kind of capped it. (laughs) You kind of walked into it. It's like you you asked for this. All kinds of things in my office. It was clear I was a Christian. Um, And so sometimes people knew that. So people would come and specifically ask for prayer Mm. or people would just come. And I'm sure you've seen this too, Tara, on your job. People always seem to come to you and ask you for counsel Mm -hmm. and for advice because they see something different about you. The other thing was I always made sure like I had, you know, joy for Jesus. So always yeah. smiling, always upbeat, always positive. And that a lot of times yeah. would also be a prompt for people to say like, I mean, why are you always so happy? Like, I know we got a lot going on and you, it just seems like it just rolls off your back like a duck. Yeah. And I would say, we well, have Jesus. Or I would just yeah. say, you know, I don't, life's too short to be worked up over this. You know, mm, or just something that would open up a door of opportunity to mm-hmm. be able, you know, if I was really sassy, I'd just be like, I have joy because I have Jesus. Like, yeah. right to the chase. <laughs> and we could talk about that. But just opportunities, again, where you are able to share your faith and share 
situations that may be similar to what somebody else is going through. And then you can talk about how you work through that. So good. But really, again, looking at, I was very mindful of people are always watching you, mm -hmm. right? Especially when you say you're a Christian, people are watching you. And so it's, I need to understand that how I react or how I handle the situation, people are watching, people are going to hear about it. And I want to yeah. make sure that I am not doing something that um, would distance someone from Jesus. I want it to be more that it's something that draws people to Jesus. So good. And the other thing is, I always just told people like, you do you. Mm -hmm. Like, I have enough Jesus in me to be able to stand. That's so, so good. I'm not offended if you ask me to come out and go to happy hour with you. I mean, I don't drink, but they got non-alcoholic, you know, they right. have non-alcoholic beverages. So I can go and hang out with y'all and y'all do what y'all are going to do. Yeah. As long as it's not illegal, I would always say, as long as it's not illegal, mm -hmm. immoral, or just wrong, yeah. I'm down. Because I, I don't want people to feel like they have to act a certain, a different way right. from how they would normally act mm -hmm. when I'm around. Because the way that you normally act is an opportunity for me to be able to share my faith. As yeah. opposed to if you're acting some way that you, you aren't normally. Right. So that is also a big thing. I think a lot of times mm -hmm. people think, well, I can't go to some of the places that people go to or do some of the things mm -hmm. that people are doing because, you know, Jesus wouldn't want me there. But again, mm. let's look at Jesus's life. Right, right. And where did he go? Yeah, right. So I'm not saying go to like the club or go to places right. that you're not comfortable going, but I am saying, you know, don't make it where you're untouchable and unapproachable. Right. Maybe yeah. Where you're just like, I'm just Lori. You don't have to put on any special airs. You don't have to cover up your tattoos. You don't have to stop cursing. You right. do whatever you're going to do. Because I have enough Jesus in me to stand mm -hmm. and to hold my own. That's so good. And, you know, Jesus practically in the marketplace um, is really what you're speaking to. How did you navigate that? when it came to um, situations that you were or were not comfortable in. I know during your podcast, you actually talked about a situation that was morally, you didn't feel comfortable yeah, with and things like right. that. It, yeah, let's put it, let's just put it, it out. It was wrong. And, you know, you navigating those, having to stand, you know, when flat-footed. And I think, you know, like what I hear you saying too is, Every every person doesn't have to operate the same exact way as believers, right? Like what may be okay for Tiara, if I can go, you know, hang out downtown all night right. to 2 a.m., somebody else's curfew may be 10, you know, and that's right. okay. So just also giving grace. But what is what did love look like in those situations where you were able to just kind of be holy yourself and allow them to be holy themselves, but still kind of draw yeah. their lines. Yeah, I think it's um, one of the things that I think is super helpful. I mean, Dr. Henry Cloud's book, Boundaries, mm. my God, that is, I think, 
the crux of it, right? What are the boundaries mm. that you have that you need to set so that people understand what your boundaries are? So good. Okay? And if those boundaries are crossed, then people know like, okay, you've now crossed the boundary. You mm-hmm. violated sort of this line in the sand. So then that means there is going to be a side that comes out, right? So I recently said um, in in, a, in another interview, you have to know when to pray and when to slay. Okay. So I like that. Like it's one thing like, okay, I'm going to pray for you. But mm-hmm. like you cross this line and then it gets into the slay cap. Slay, slay. And so those are things, like I said, that are illegal, immoral, unethical, or just mm-hmm. wrong. Yeah. If you cross that, then like, I, 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 I'm going to have to say something. I'm going to yeah. have to do something. I'm going to have to remove myself or mm-hmm. I'm going to have to, you know, insert myself. Got it. And, you know, if I'm being asked to do something that I feel is unethical, then I'm going to say something. Yeah. Because one of the things that, and I think I mentioned this on the podcast, one or on the show, one of the things that um, early on I kind of discovered was that I'm highly employable. Mm hmm. Yeah. And so, like, I can get a job. Mm hmm. But what I can't get is like sort of a new ethical, new moral kind of standard. It That is already set. And so if you're asking me to do something that comes against that, mm-hmm. I have to address it. And I can't be fearful in addressing it. I have yeah. to, you know, hit it head on. Mm-hmm. Um, this. And that's something that I think you have to resolve within yourself. Mm-hmm. And there have been times where, you know, Holy Spirit's like, mm, that's not right. Yeah. And so what are you going to do? And the again, people are watching you. Right. And so they're watching to see also, what are you going to do? And so there have been a, a few times where I've had to like go to legal on, you know, in, in the full breadth of my career, not saying at one particular place, but where I've had to go to like the head of the organization sure. mm-hmm. or to legal to bring something up. Yeah. To say like, this isn't right. Right. And I can't do this unless, unless somebody's going to write it down on a sheet of paper and sign it and say yeah. that this is okay. Like I'm, I'm not comfortable doing this. Right. And again, if you think about the workplace, a lot of people do whatever is asked of them. Mm-hmm. So when you have sort of that line and that boundary and you don't let it get crossed, people are watching. Yeah. Jesus is watching. And so, you know, can you be trusted yeah, yeah. With more because you you know that the, you're going to do the right thing. Oh, my gosh. I love this. You are saying a mouthful of goodness right here because it's like a lot of times people take Christian believer as nice person. You know what I'm saying? Like not that person that's going to confront, totally. that's going to address the wrong, that's totally. going to come fully to the table and or speak up. And so I love the fact that, you know, it's like there was, yeah, there was absolutely fully seeing people knowing them and loving them. 
There was also the fact the other dude that was like throwing tables over and addressing them as brood of vipers. You know what I'm saying? It was it was both. And, you know, I love that balance and that you're bringing to the marketplace and even to show our listeners and our audience that there's often there's power in vulnerability and authenticity of being fully who you are, even if that's that other that other chick or, you know, what I'm saying that other guy. Yes, absolutely. I think you have to bring your whole self, as Mm -hmm. people say to work. Yeah. And that includes Jesus. (laughs) That's how you show up. That part. That part. Well, Lori, I just love you. Looking just like her. My mom will be on. She actually was just telling me this week that she wanted to come on and share her short story of authenticity. So I can't wait for her to do that. Yeah, so excited. But Lori, I'm so glad that you were on. Guys, until next time, listen, be encouraged, and we will see you soon. Peace. Bye.